0: Welcome to the Hope College Athletics Orange and Blue Podcast. My name is Alan Babbitt. I'm the Sports Information Director here at Hope College. i uh, love to come to you with this podcast to meet some of the people here at Hope College that make Hope Athletics special, special whether it's coaches, support staff, uh, and our student-athletes as well, and uh, thrilled to be joined today by two members, two key members, and two captain, co-captains on the Hope College men's basketball team uh, getting ready this week to uh, play in the MIAA Tournament for a chance to go to the NCAA tournament here with Clayton Dykehouse and uh, Evan Thomas uh, juniors uh, for the flying Dutchman. Both have had sensational uh, seasons uh, so far. Uh, Welcome to the orange and blue podcast, Evan and Clayton.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having Uh,
0: us. um, Let's first get to a little bit know about you. Obviously hope fans get to see you on the court, Uh, Clayton, a point guard uh, and, uh, and uh, Evan kind of guard forward all over the court as well. Um, first, let's start with you, Clayton. Uh, you are a, a health and physical education major here at Hope. Uh, talk about, first, your experience as a student. What, are you, uh, what have you learned so far at Hope and enjoyed about the experience, and what are you hoping to use that uh, once your playing days are done? Thankfully, not for a little while yet.
2: <laughs> no, uh, it's, been, it's been great. I've uh, been really fortunate with amazing professors and then just a whole bunch of resources that have really kind of helped me navigate what I want to do in the educational field Uh, I came in as a freshman and I I wanted to be a teacher and kind of figuring out what subject area would be best for me to teach how to go about it and then having uh, former teachers just come into the education program and really just kind of give me nuggets of information that I was able to use and kind of form my own path about how I want to go about my, my time here at Hope, while one education department, and then after Hope, I would uh, I would love to. I'm gonna be K-12 certified, so I would love to teach uh, elementary health and PE. Location, I'm I'm still not sure about where, but just yeah, impacting kids, especially kids at a younger age, I think that'd be something that I would I would love to do.
0: Kevin, for you, a biology major, uh, what, uh, talk about your educational pursuits at HOPE and, and what you're hoping to do with that in your future.
1: Uh, it's been great so far. I came into HOPE, uh, knowing I wanted to go into the sciences, uh, but not, in, not sure exactly what. Um, and so now I've decided I'm on the pre-med track here, hope, um, on the bio major. Um, and so post HOPE, um, looking to go to medical school, um, taking the MCAT this spring, um. Yeah. And hoping to go to medical school. Don't know where yet, but, uh, don't know what, like, I think don't know my top schools, but, uh, we'll figure that out.
0: What, uh, what has it meant to you to be a student athlete here at hope and a member of this uh, basketball program?
2: Oh, it's, it's been great. I mean, I, I grew up in Zealand, so watching a bunch of great hope teams, uh, being a part of it as a fan, as a little kid running around the boss and then getting able to having the opportunity to play and put on the orange and blue has been, uh, yeah, it's been exciting. I mean, it's, it's challenging and it's something that I've really been looking forward to and kind of taking on that challenge alongside Evan and Ty of being leaders and being captains on a team that has really high goals and aspirations. But no, it's something that uh, I'm really fortunate to be able to, to get to do. For you, Evan,
1: I agree. I agree. Um, being a student-athlete here, um, just kind of all the support we get, um, and Hope's kind of like the perfect place. Uh, being able to play Division three basketball, uh, so you're not swamped with um, athletic commitments all the time. Uh, you can really focus uh, your other efforts into the, into the classroom, into your studies, and and learn and grow um, academically. But then also every day being able to compete uh, with a team that's like Clay said, uh, trying to win championships at a high competitive level. Uh, so it's kind of the best of both worlds.
0: Has basketball always been your number one games? Is it, or wh- how did your journey with basketball start? <laughs>
2: um, I, st- I started playing, I think organized basketball started at third grade, but I mean, my, my dad would always take me, and we would go shoot, go you know, shoot hoops to the park across from my house. Or I had a mini basketball hoop. I remember growing up in our house. Uh, no, I've I've always loved it. I've always loved just getting better and competing, and uh, the team aspect of it I think is really big. Just the uh, the collective goal of trying to win games and improve along like during the season is something that uh, I've always really enjoyed.
1: for me um i never really took basketball that serious until uh high school i was basketball baseball soccer um were kind of my three sports and my favorite sport was with whatever was in season um kind of all growing up so i uh i never really like solely focused on basketball until high school i kind of decided i think like basketball is where i have the most fun basketball is where i think i have the most potential and um so that's kind of when I uh, focus in and specialize.
0: For both of you, what have you learned from the game of basketball itself that's helped your development beyond just your skill set, but just as, a, as young men that it's made an impact on you?
2: I would say uh, for me, uh, work ethic kind of is everything. So uh, in, order to, in order to improve on anything, you need to be able to commit yourself to something the process of putting in effort every single day and then seeing those small steps just kind of build into whatever your goal is, if that's excelling in a classroom, if that's friendships, relationships, if that's a new job, just, I think my, like what I've learned from basketball is the ability to just have a consistent work ethic is something that's paid off in so many different avenues of my life. And I've seen that in the past couple of years as, like student teaching approaches and ed classes maybe get a little bit more challenging having that same consistent approach of showing up every day with like a a joyous smile of just continuing to have that privilege of being able to do and get better at certain aspects of just everything. Evan, how have you learned? What have you learned from the game?
1: I think for me, uh, just like teamwork and communication. I think throughout my basketball uh, career, I've been on teams that, aren't really cohesive and working together and then teams that are the complete opposite. And it's like one complete unit and we all communicate, uh, greatly. So I think kind of just, um, for me individually, uh, just communication has been a big part being able to work with other people who may share, uh, different, different beliefs or different mindsets or uh, different perspectives on, um, the problem at hand and kind of being able to, uh, form, form a team and work all together towards one kind of collective goal.
0: Basketball also brought you guys together as friends. Um, I know you, you know, knew a little bit of each other from the AAU circuit, but you know, obviously these last three years, especially in some, for lack of a better word, interesting times because of the pandemic. Um, uh, just, just talk about that friendship and how it's grown and kind of, you know, what, what, each of you mean to each other right now.
2: No, I mean, uh, that was great. He's a he's a great leader. He's a phenomenal basketball player, but just the the leadership steps that he's taken in these three years have been something that's really cool. At least for me, as as his teammate and friend, to kind of witness. I mean, he's he's one of our most vocal guys in situations where it's it's not easy to be vocal, and maybe there's a lot of pressure or it's a big game or like it's tough practice. And he's one of those first guys to just really as talented as he is. He's the, usually the first one to just really voice what he feels that we need to be doing. And his voice is respected because he he puts the time in and he's, he's shown that like he's really matured in these past few years and being more comfortable calling guys out calling guys that maybe are older, calling guys out that are younger that he like sees potential in. And he's, he's very adamant about like what, very adamant about like what uh yeah what what needs to be done for us to be successful. And he he believes in every single one of us and that makes when he calls us out or when he's just like holding us to that high standard. It's something that we all we all look forward to and we we thrive in, I think. Evan?
1: I think I think our friendship – um has has grown a ton and it's been it's been so fun um i think it started just freshman year being in the same dorm um right uh, same dorm on the same floor right across from each other i mean it was like every time i was coming back to class clay was in my room so i'd open my door to, to expecting an empty room and he'd be sitting there on a the couch watching tv um so i think uh that was definitely that was definitely cool just being like proximity just right with each other and then uh, when we weren't in season, obviously, we were living right together. But when we were in season, obviously, we'd go from dorm to uh, to practice to workouts together all the time. And kind of just being uh, when we were freshmen, the real uh, couple underclassmen that were up on varsity, um, kind of young guys got to stick together. So we were um, always together, working out with each other um, our first couple of years. And now it's kind of led into a, we're still living together now. Uh, It's been the past three years. And so I think we just keep getting closer and closer and it helps when we're backcourt mates um, battling every day uh, together. So it's it's been fun.
0: When you guys need a respite from basketball, uh, obviously it's a long season and and you're dealing with the rigors of uh, classes as well. What do you guys do just to have fun? If it's not basketball related obviously probably sitting down and watching a few nba and nca games you know too but what do you guys if you just need an escape from basketball what do you guys enjoy doing together
1: um uh, i the video games video games um definitely. definitely that uh not so much clay but uh the rest of the guys in the in the house uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. golf golf uh clay's still learning we're still trying to get him to get him to go out and play golf with us uh it's nice outside uh the whole team we all we all are going outside uh playing golf enjoying the weather going to the beach um yeah again video games anything anything kind of just it's nice to take a break from basketball for a while just let the mind uh relax
0: Okay, Clayton, I got to give you a chance to get some grief back to him a little bit. I mean, I, I got to be fair here. No, no.
2: Um, yeah, no, just just hanging out, spending time with each other, going out to eat together, uh, going to the beach, like he said, just kind of doing everything that that uh, a student at Hope would do. Uh, when the weather's nice, it's really easy to get outside and play yard games or yeah, just you know, enjoy each other's company. It doesn't, I don't think it really matters what we're doing, but I'm a really special part about this team is that we, we've, we've all kind of like come together off the floor and then spend time together. And I, I think it really shows when we're on the court together.
0: Uh, Clay, this is your second year as a captain, Evan, your first, you guys work with uh, senior Ty George uh, to lead this basketball team with everything that's gone on both, the pandemic and also some of the up people in the country and you guys as a group, the challenges that come along with playing at a very high level uh, as division three student athletes. And, you know, in the MIAA, what have you learned about leadership that you will take with you, you know, off the court as you go into the world teacher or med school or wherever kind of future take, what have you learned about leadership that from, from your experience here this season as, as co-captains for this basketball team?
1: Um, well, I think one of the most important things is making everyone feel like their voice is heard, like they're important. Um, I think uh, just from seniors down to freshmen, I mean, if everyone feels like they have a say in what goes on or what they do really impacts the team, then I feel like um, our team is just better off. So I think kind of just as a leader um, and as a just upperclassman on the team, Making sure everyone's involved um throughout practice whether it's just in um like simple conversations throughout practice or if it's outside of practice going to grab lunch with someone or dinner with someone i may normally not eat with um uh like an underclassman or a freshman uh, so i think kind of just leadership um i've learned to just kind of be inclusive uh, to everyone so we can all work together
2: no yeah i've, I've said it oh, You said it really good just the connection is everything. I think the the connections that I've formed while being an underclassman with certain seniors who are in leadership positions, like I still remember those. And so like, I want to be able to pour that back kind of what I was talking about is give that back to the younger guys. And then that also just everyone else on the team, just making sure that during practice, outside of practice, that, it's genuine and it's real. And you care about that person, maybe outside of just what they can give for the 40 minutes when they're on the floor. Like if you are invested in them while we're in shoot around and in practice. And I think that really just, that connection allows for your voice when you want to voice your opinion as a leader and you want to hold people accountable, they know that you genuinely care and that makes it that much easier. And everyone kind of can get on board with, what any one of our captains or upperclassmen
0: are saying. And as part of a captain, obviously you guys have to have a good relationship with the coaching staff, head coach Greg Mitchell and, you know, assistants like Chad Carlson and Ken George and Tom Davilar. Just talk about that relationship and what you've learned from them uh, as not only as captains and as basketball players, but as, as men as well. uh, As far as role models, what have you learned from them that you will take with you?
1: Um, I definitely say, well, first I think they're they're one of the easiest coaching staffs I've ever had to talk to. Um, I feel like in previous times. Not that um it's ever been bad, but you know, the Coach Mitch is like one of us. Um like like a like a young guy in a old man's body, you know? <laughs> um so he's he's just great. Uh always an open door communication and anything basketball related, non-basketball related, you can go talk to him and he's um, ready to listen, ready to help you out. So I think that first off, establishing that relationship is super important uh, because then when times do get tough and it's stressful and you're working for a championship and things aren't going right. um, You know, that kind of he has your back and the rest of the coaching staff has your back. Uh, So what I've learned from him, I'd say um, definitely just trust, just how how important trust is. Um, Being able to, when he's putting five guys out on the court um, that are trying their best, knowing that it's okay to mess up, you know, that it's okay that he's still got your back, um, and kind of just like relaying that on to teammates, you know, teammates, because then if um, your teammates mess up, you know that it's okay. Like, I got your back, you're good. Um, so I think having that trust throughout the whole team is really important, um, to build a kind of community of guys who are working for each other.
2: Clayton? No, I've uh yeah, to go along with that, just Coach George, uh Coach Davilar and then Coach Carlson of all, they all kind of are extensions of what I've just talked about. You know, they in practice they do so much work that's not seen that is behind the scenes and doesn't maybe get the the credit, watching film, uh, talking to us. When Coach Mitch has something like the big picture and he's he's coaching us up, then, like, they'll maybe come in and offer their, like, their basketball knowledge and their wisdom, and that's just something that I I don't think can get understated because they do so much for our program and the relationships that they – like, you can tell that they're very connected, like, they – understand what coach Mitch wants to see and they understand how to work with us. And they, they do a great job kind of just overseeing all of that. maybe during practice when a lot of people aren't paying attention to what the assistants are doing. So I, uh yeah, no, just placing, placing our trust in them and just as a whole coaching staff, they've, they've done a really good job of connecting with all of our guys, uh, the, starting five and the guys that are off the bench and it doesn't really matter who or where you are on the team as long as you're a part of like this group of guys your opinion matters and the coaching staff does a really good job of making sure everyone feels like that's how it is
0: I know you're part of your experience I hope as well as student athletes as being part of our uh, at sat group the athletes um uh athletes coming together and, and student athlete advisory council uh and, and with you guys in and par- involved with that i know you're involved with the diversity inclusion council as part of that group talk about that experience what you guys do and and what that group tries to to bring to campus
1: well this is both our second year both of our second years um in exact. um so kind of just the, the the group as a whole is just bringing um leaders athletes um, from all different sports together to kind of have a uh, group that can talk to um, higher up faculty about what athletes need what students need um, kind of in community and what clay and i are doing in the diversity inclusion um, kind of efforts are just to create a conversation uh, within athletes about uh, diversity inclusion how hope can be um, more acceptable more inclusive to all uh, different kinds of people, uh, no matter where they come from. So uh, it's been, it's been a lot of fun so far, um, just kind of creating conversations. Uh, we've had great speakers come in and talk to us um, and just learning and kind of just starting, uh, um, yeah, starting a conversation to learn more about what diversity and inclusion really means.
2: Clayton? Yeah, no, the, the connections that you can make, that we've been able to make with other athletic teams, and then uh, higher up faculty, as I've mentioned, just that coming together and that sharing of ideas and that conversation piece of understanding that it's, it's a challenging topic. And it's something that, you know, I'd hope that we want to, as a community, we want to improve upon and we want to become more accepting and everyone just really just kind of is looking for the answer of how to best go about doing that. And that's something that uh, our committee is kind of searching for. And, uh, no, this semester, me and I were really excited to continue to build that and forward that conversation and involve other teams and other people and uh, just really help it spread across campus in a way that I think would be really effective just for whole College as a whole
0: you guys obviously both bring, uh, unique perspectives to that conversation. Uh, you know, Evan, you have an African-American father and a a white mother, Clayton, you were adopted by two white parents. Talk about that and how that has shaped you and helped you as you try to help these conversations that need to happen, that they continue to happen so that we can, you know, all learn from each other and, and, and treat each other better too.
1: Oh, I think it's been great. Um, just kind of growing up, um, having an African-American father and so an African-American side of my family and a white side of my family, um, it was always kind of fun to go, uh, you know, this weekend we're going to my grandparents, my mom's side, this weekend, we're going to go see my cousins over here. Um, so I think growing up, it was, it was a lot of fun um, and just, I didn't really think much of it um, until I kind of grew up and realized, oh, this is, I'm kind of unique, like this is different. Not every kid kind of has this experience. Um, so I think what I've learned from it, um, I think it just allows me to be more accepting of all different people, um, kind of coming from a family with, a, I've seen different, um, types of people on each side of my family. Um, it's been, it's been really cool and allows me just, uh, I, I say, allows me to be like a connector, um, you know, a connector between different groups of people. Um, so I think being biracial, uh, has been a real blessing for me, um. And, and I love
2: it. Clayton. Uh, no, as you, as you said, I was, I was adopted when I was, when I was a baby. Uh, I've, I've spent my entire life with white parents on uh, a predominantly white community. And I, th- I think they did a great job of exposing me of me and my brother of to just what it means to be black and, uh, in America at a really young age. Uh, we would, we spent our Sundays going to church in Grand Rapids. I played basketball at a younger age with teams out of inner city areas where being black was the majority, um, the roster of kids. Uh, and no, I, I was aware that I was a little different when I would, maybe when I got to middle school and high school and understanding that like my the way that i see the world is something that's unique and has been unique and uh I, I just think it's really cool that now that i'm at hope i'm able to provide that perspective for other kids so i, I know a uh, like a couple home games ago there was a family that i had i've gotten to know the dad a little bit and he has two adopted sons. And after the game, they, uh, they came up and they were talking to me and they were talking about Evan and me and TJ and how cool it was to see someone in a position at Hope that looks like them. And they're in fourth and second grade, fourth and second grade boys recognizing that and just being that representation. Like, I think that's something that having white parents is allowing me to kind of step into and allow people to see that like, being a black African me a black or African American male is something that like, I am extremely proud of and it's also something that I think young kids in this area especially where it's not common to maybe see them in certain positions it is see, see people who look like them in certain positions it's something that's really powerful and I uh, I'm really excited and thankful that I get to represent a group of people with someone like evan uh no yeah it's it's been really great
0: and and lastly as we we you know celebrate black history month um who who is if uh, an african-american male man or woman uh, someone that inspires you as you've learned maybe learned about them in school or someone in your your family is there someone that you you know would like to recognize and just and grateful for their contributions to whether your family or society
1: I, I definitely say my dad, um, 100% my dad. Um, just kind of from a young age, um, just kind of being the leader of the household, uh, showing me how things should be done, um, and showing me the correct way to go about like living a life, living your life, and treating people with respect, and um, kind of just setting the framework for for my morals and and what I believe is right. Um, I think that's kind of led me to try to become um, that kind of leader that I feel like he was for our family. Um, so overall, I just definitely my dad has been, has been my role model throughout, throughout my, uh, childhood.
2: Clayton? No, I, uh, I've been, I've been really fortunate to have a lot of solid, uh, African American black role models in my, in my life. Um, one that sticks out to me and, uh, yeah, it's really kind of special is, uh, TJ's grandfather. So TJ McKenzie, uh, number three, uh, his grandfather, pops. He's uh, I've known him since I was in sixth grade. I met him in sixth grade when I played AAU with uh, TJ, and he's he's been someone who's, who's always been positive, has always been supportive, has always been encouraging, and then also is the first one to maybe get on me when I'm <laughs> not doing are not living up to uh, his, his expectations for lack of a better word. But no, he's, I mean, he still comes to some of our practices and he'll like, he'll, he'll sit courtside at all the games and he makes sure to say hi to me and talk to me and get to know me. And that's just, so, and he's gotten to know me over the, the course of these these past few years. And that's been something that as a kid who doesn't have maybe African-American family, like having a, having that older role model has been something that I really appreciated it and um, I'm really
0: thankful for. Well, thank you both. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and uh, we wish you guys the best uh, this week in the MIAA tournament, but it's been fun to watch you guys uh, grow as young men as well and leaders on campus. So thank you and uh, good luck uh, this week in the tournament. Yes, sir.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate it.